irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. You're listening to The Horse Ownership Experience with Billy Koch and Michelle Yu, right here on LA Talk Radio. Midnight Storm, a brilliantly fast grade one winner by Pioneer of the Nile. Mike Smith just points him in the right direction. Midnight Storm dominating. Millionaire and seven-time graded stakes winner on dirt and turf. Midnight Storm over accelerators, finding the line well, but not well enough. And Midnight Storm has taken it by two lengths. From America's hottest sire line. Midnight Storm, he wins it this year. Midnight Storm. Standing at TaylorMade Farm. Horse Ownership Experience is brought to you by TaylorMade Stallions, TaylorMade Farm, Travis White. Give him a call, 859-396-3508. Book your mare to Midnight Storm or Mishawish or Not This Time because we don't have California Chrome anymore. He was Oh, so- Billy, you're not supposed to start the show like that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> hey, it's Billy Koch. I am the founder and, and uh, managing partner of Little Red Feather Racing Club. This is the Horse Ownership Experience. I am joined weekly by my good friend and Twitter confidant, Michelle Yu. Michelle, where are you today? I'm actually, I just got home. We have babies at the farm. We've been riding colts all morning, but I made it back in time to be on the show. I see that there's a child with you. Uh, Yes, because Ryan is behind me because he had to finish up cleaning up. So I've got two kids with me, but he should be home in a minute. Okay. Well, we, we unfortunately, uh, for the third straight week, Jamie Roth uh, decided not to join us today. <laughs> um, I think she's going to go in like the Gary Barber. Well, um, you know, I know Jamie. She's very nice. She's a nice person. She does a lot for the industry. I know they have a, a very big charity that they, uh, and I, listen, the LNJ Foxwoods has done very well. They were newcomer of the year. And uh, I just hope that the karma from the lack of participation on the horse ownership experience doesn't come back to haunt her. <laughs> because it could. I mean, I'm just saying, listen, <laughs> this is the time of year when we give thanks. And uh, I can't give thanks to her right now because she is not uh, blown us off three straight weeks. But that's okay because you know what? We have a lot to cover. We have a lot of great stakes coming up in the Hollywood uh, Hollywood Derby. It is the Hollywood Derby, but it's the, the Del Mar Turf Festival this weekend. We had a bunch of stakes last weekend. Michelle and I are going to talk. We're going to talk about what we give thanks for, and uh, I'll kick it to you, Michelle. Okay. Well, um, first thing is from last weekend, the Reds, or last week anyways, the Red Smith Stake, which was awesome for me because Sadler's Joy won, and I love that horse. Like, he rarely wins races, (laughs) but he always, like, runs his A game. I just love him. He is, like, one of those hard-knocking, you know, turf routers that is just always around, and he shows up to every dance they ask him to, and I was so stoked to see him win. Yeah, he's been around for for a long time, uh, owned by Renee and Lauren Wolcott. And the banner is Woods Lane Farm. Did you know that? Woods Lane Farm. I did not. We should have had them on. He's a homebred, right? Yeah. Oh, that was. Oh, we should have I mean, had Michelle, them on for sure. This is what we Crap. do. We bring owners on to the show, 
and have them discuss it because I no know, one, no right. one probably knows who Renee and Lauren or, or Renee, yeah, Renee and Lauren Wolcott yeah, probably we can't are. We get their names right, so for sure we don't I mean, know who they I, are. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. So, um, there's just so much going on. Okay, then the native diver went to midcourt for CRK. John Sheriffs, Victor Espinosa. That was a big win. A lot of people, I know a lot of the Smarties were on midcourt that day running against Roadster, who was kind of the uh, the Triple Crown hyped horse. You see a lot of these Triple Crown horses that run in those races, Michelle, that don't often come back uh, very well later oh. in the year. Do you notice that? Oh, yeah. I mean, you got to think it's it's a grueling path to get there. And I think a lot of times people get so caught up in wanting to make them into a derby horse when they're not that like then you have to revamp and like recycle and redo their minds to make them into whatever kind of horse they're going to be you know what i mean yeah i think they just need some time after that time heals all wounds oh who's that spencer oh it's today's birthday he's one year old today happy birthday spencer happy birthday buddy that's amazing, Michelle. You've done very well. <laughs> Michelle is a great mom as well as being a great handicapper, and she's terrific on the show. So, um, okay, we got that. What else do we have? Okay, so then, like news-wise, you kind of well, wait a second. There well, was another. There was another stake in at Aqueduct. Um, You're not going to talk about that. Not graded. Well, I mean, but it still Let's was a see. stake. Oh, oh that's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you wanted to talk about steaks, Billy. Yeah. My boy Tate came off a year-long layoff. Wasn't that what it was? It was in the New York Stallion days. Series. Yes. It was awesome, and my boy Tate is awesome. It actually was a super great weekend for Little Red Feather because they had a three-bagger on one day. On Sunday. Yeah. And it was. Let me let me was, just say a couple things. So my boy Tate, we've talked about him on the air before. And mm-hmm. my good friend Bill Starkey will like this. I don't know if he listens to the show, but uh, yeah, this is he's he's one of these horses that it's hard not to like him. He is as kooky as a as a two dollar bill. Is a two dollar bill kooky? I don't know. I was looking I don't for think an analogy. It's kooky, but I think it's like as odd as a two dollar bill. Okay, or... odd. He is he is his own worst enemy. Every time he's been hurt in his career, it's his own doing. He he kicks stalls. Michelle Nevin, train who trains and co-owns with us and bred the horse. Uh, he's by Boys at Tuscanova, by the way, who ran for JMS Stables. Uh, he gets in his own way. He Michelle keeps him in a padded stall. He reeled off five <laughs> straight wins in, in uh, at the end of 2017 and 2018, and and then it, he just kept getting hurt and getting hurt and getting hurt. And it but it like it was nothing. Yeah, it wasn't like he, he had a chip it, right? in his ankle. He didn't have a tendon. He didn't have any of these things. It was just it was just odd little things that he kept right. doing to himself. And he is such a handful. And he just came back. And I unfortunately I wasn't there, but I was watching the TV, and he just looked tremendous in the paddock. He was all muscled up. And this is a horse that's usually very thin. And kudos. oh, is he normally thin? He's I've only usually, seen his wind photos, so like you can't really tell. Yeah, I've never seen him in person. He's pretty thin. He doesn't keep okay. a lot of weight on, but he's carrying more weight. He's more mature. And this is about patience. And this right. is what and Michelle Nevin is so good at it. Um and, and I have to credit the Little Red Feather owners who are in on my boy Tate because it is it's very difficult, especially with a gelding, to give a gelding a, a four year old or a five year old to a year off. Right? right. I mean it's almost impossible. It's like, but when a horse has as much talent as a horse like my boy Tate, he wins one race. And I think we made eighty thousand dollars plus yesterday. Eighty-two thousand three hundred, yeah. to be exact. So that that pays for a lot of training bills, and mm. and and it's it's. I'm so happy Especially for all the partners. Michelle owns part of it. Yeah, and it was so. Everybody was so patient, 
and hopefully he can run off uh, a new streak uh, that he started on Sunday. So congratulations cool. to uh, Little Red Feather and my boy Tate. It was pretty and- cool. Who else did you guys have win that day? Because it was we a had huge a, day. We had a great week. We had Velvet Queen, uh, us and BG Velvet Stable. Queen, she she won on Friday. And then uh, on Sunday, we had my boy Tate. We had North County guy go wire to wire in a mile and three-eighths, which we didn't know if he could go that far, but he did. And we had didn't our... Didn't you guys have like five horses in that race? We had three <laughs> horses in the race. And then we had Shandling, who is... Uh, the, people like to say the cleverly named Shandling. Do you know why his name is Shandling, Michelle? Uh, yeah, I, well, yes, I, I vaguely, it's vaguely tickling my mind, but, who's he um, by? who's he by? I can't think distorted humor. That's right. And Shandling was like named comedian, after right? Larry Shandling. You don't know who Larry That's Shandling right. is. I don't, but, um, the Larry Shandling told the story when this horse ran at Santa Anita. That's why it was yes. like at the back of my mind. Yes. And he was, uh, he ran impressively to break his maiden, his second start. So he has a bright future, I think for Phil D'Amato. So it was a great day. Um, it, it listen, as you know, I don't have to tell you, but I can tell our audience, it's hard enough to win one race mm-hmm. in, in, in a weekend. To to win four is uh, is really st- doing something. And I, w- I was listening to another podcast on the way here about um, the, the... Blasphemous. No, how the um, Houston Rockets were built, and they had Daryl Morey on. And it's, it's, there's so much teamwork involved in all of this stuff. And I think that right. gets lost sometimes, Michelle, in ownership. And listen... We own the horse, right? You're the owner of the horse, and you your decision your your opinion counts. But as I've said on the show numerous times, there's three words that are very key in this game. And if more owners would do this, I think they would be more successful. Do you know what those three are, words are? Michelle? No, tell me. Trust your trainer. Hmm. Uh, I think it is the most valuable relationship in this game as an owner. You have to know that your your trainer has your best interest in mind, and that's what building these relationships are. We've been with Richie Baltus and Phil D'Amato for many years now. We've been with Michelle Nevin for many years. You don't see Little Red Feather going all over the map trying to find new trainers. You know why that is? It's because we've built something. We we know each other's tendencies. We know when to push, when to back off, when to, and that that's part of a business relationship. And I think it's really interesting, and you see a lot of people, they fire their trainer, they go to this guy. They fire their trainer, they go to this guy. They fire their tra- now, And that's all well and good. Maybe things weren't working out. But once you build something and you have some success, there are going to be times where you're going to be unsuccessful. We happen to look back, and in 2017, for whatever reason, we were, someone said, man, you guys are killing it at Del Mar. And I went back. We were one for 38 in the 2000, I remember that. 2017 Del Mar. One for 38 and and Isn't, it's wasn't that the year that Phil was like really yeah. cold too? He was over, and he like couldn't win a race. Right, we were one for two, like twenty seven with Phil. Yeah, and and it was, but that's what these this game will do. And we, how many people have come on our show that we have talked to that are owners that have said it's a roller coaster? You yeah. are going to have highs, you are going to have lows, and what you have to do is you have to get through those lows. And if you, you're able to get through those times, those hard times where it seems every horse is hurt or every horse is given a layoff or every horse is not running well, if you can get through those times, it'll be magical when you do have success. And I think that's right. a really, really important lesson for everybody to to listen to when you're getting into this game because, again, and we reiterate this on a weekly basis, this game is hard. 
This is mm-hmm. not something that if you're there's no you know uh, I don't even know the proper analogy here, but this you can't just you're not just going to come in and have instantaneous success. Or if you do, it's not going to last. You are going right. to have dry spells. And and, and let's be honest. You can come in and buy the most expensive horse at every sale. It does not guarantee that you are going to win any races with those horses. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and I think sometimes the best thing we always we always talk about demanding value. And we've talked about it in handicapping. We've talked about it in our you know, our picks for all the various breeders' cup races over the years and the Derby. And the same mm-hmm. goes with um, with buying racehorses, you have to somehow in your business plan, you have to know your budget and you have to know value. Um, so speaking of that's such a good segue, Billy, into what's going on with Phoenix. <laughs> oh, I was just reading that article. It's crazy, right? Yeah, I don't I, I'm not sure I completely understand it. It just all seems a little, you know, when they first. So okay. Amir yeah. Ab- Abdulaziz, the guy that started Phoenix Thoroughbred, which was supposed to be a regulated thoroughbred fund, like their goal was to invest and then get dividends, right? Like kind of like IEAH was back in the day. Sure. But so, you know, when he went and spent all this money, like someone tallied it up just back of the envelope, they called it. And it was like uh, $63 million that they've spent the last like three years or something like that. Um, and they were like, oh, where do you get your money from? And they're now saying that he got this money not from individual investors, but from embezzlement kind of and like a Ponzi scheme. Yeah. That's what well. That's what they're saying. Now we don't know. We don't listen, know. Right? We don't know how much is true. This is all speculation at this point. But when it launched, it was. I think everyone had questions. You know, everyone wants to know where the money's coming from. And so what they're saying now is that the money came from uh, pretty poor places. So it's going to be interesting to see um, how this all pans out because they have a lot of horses. They have one of your favorite horses, Gronkowski. Gronkowski. Um, and it, we just I wish we had more answers. It's whenever so someone comes like read directly from the Pollock report. OK, <laughs> go for the it. allegations against Abdulaziz were made by Konstantin Ignav Ignatov, who was the co-founder of Bulgaria based one coin and is a cooperating witness for the U.S. attorney's office in a money laundering trial. Um, so. Abdulaziz, a native of Bahrain, has neither been charged with a crime nor named, but in the interview with the OneCoin, what do you call them? Like when they're a cooperating witness, but like, you know, rat. (laughs) It says that Phoenix Fund Investments LLC um, categorically denies all of this, but they say that he is the one that, uh, that, or that's where the money came from to purchase all of these horses was from OneCoin. They were the money from the funds of OneCoin were transferred to a fund named Phoenix Investments. And he said that all of that money um, was from there. He also said that there's a message between Ignatov and a OneCoin employee that shows a picture from the Phoenix Thoroughbreds guy celebrating a win at Royal Ascot. And it said this blank, blank, blank is an Ascot having fun with our money. Wow. Uh, again, again, I think it needs to be clear though. These these are merely accusations. There's right. this is speculative. <clears throat> we don't have the answers, but at the same and time, they it asked, looks shady. Why did you not report any of this to the police? 
And the Ignatov said the money came from a criminal activity. And that's why he didn't report that the money launderer that or the sure. Abdul, Abdul, Abdul Aziz was money laundering. Here's an idea. Here's just a concept I'm going to throw uh, out at you. Uh, maybe don't uh, get into Ponzi schemes. <laughs> maybe just don't but do wait, that. Wait, if you're in Ponzi schemes, you don't really know. No, right? I mean, Isn't don't that... start Ponzi schemes. Like, don't. What was like... the big Ponzi scheme? Oh, we don't want to go. I just watched that movie the other day. Right. Yeah, it Phenomenal. was a really good movie. Right. It was really good on HBO. Yeah. With um... but so many people lost money, Michelle, and I think with Thanksgiving around the corner, I really don't. Do we need to get into that? No. Okay. Can I wish All a right. happy birthday to uh, Dale Worthington? It's he's 65 today. Happy birthday, Dale! He you and Spencer share a birthday. He listens to the show. Um, you also do. Do you want to talk about California Chrome? Yeah, go ahead because this is okay, this is so pretty interesting. I think California Chrome had before his first foals are racing has been sold to Japan. Now before everybody freaks out, hold on. Everybody already has freaked out. I think that's part of the thing. Social media went but, off the hook. But before everyone here freaks out and like doesn't have a uh, you know doesn't know what's going on. There, let's be clear that Context. there is a. Um, first rudder refusal, so they can't sell him without alerting TaylorMade, and also and the Martins. Uh, I, would, I would imagine in the Martins, Perry Martin, right? And well, and then also that the horse has come, uh, will come back to retire in America. Listen, this this for the people out there who lost their minds. You know, this is a business, and obviously the uh, TaylorMade felt it was in the best interest of the people who own shares in California Chrome to make this deal. Uh, I have heard uh, mixed reviews on 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 his yearlings, but listen, TaylorMade sponsors our show, so if you think we're going to come on here and bash the guys at TaylorMade the way uh, some of the social media people did, you're absolutely wrong. Uh, they have well, been nothing but good and, to us, and they have been nothing good to Little Red Feather. I know those guys personally, and and I think with all due respect, and the Chromies might get on me, but the, this it's a little much. You know, right. the Chromies are they're, they're a little. Oh, how could you possibly do this? He was our horse. Well, no, he was, he's not your horse. You can be exactly. a fan. You can be a fan, but you don't own the horse. You don't pay the bills. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and and with all res- with all due respect, I love that you guys are so. That I'm talking about the Chromies that are so in love with this horse. But again, it's not yours. I don't understand though. Like uh, uh, a lot of the people, I feel like are upset because they feel like he's not going to be treated well. If you think that TaylorMade is going to send off this horse and they're not going to treat him well, you're an idiot. First Treated well. Have and you seen the all, places in Japan? They're well, unbelievable. Then, but, the, okay, then then let's remember this too, right? Like, they had to pay a significant amount of money for him, right? It's not like they paid, oh, we'll give him $200,000 and he's ours. You're talking in the tens of millions of dollars, I'm going to assume. I don't know what the purchase price was. I don't was. either. If you buy something for $10 million, you are not selling it to slaughter you right. are not eating it yeah. you are not killing it in the pasture you know uh, what that, i mean, I mean like that's, that's 10 million dollars sitting right there yeah that he's not going to be treated well this is it's a joke it's a joke that is this the is, craziest thing when people when well people, it's it's, that, it's, it's the same excuse. people michelle it's the same uh, uh people who show up at the chrb meeting in uh, a funeral attire right and with with made up headstones for the horses that have perished, unfortunately. I mean, these. Pe- I was at the CHRB meeting last week in Del Mar. It was a joke. It's a it's a complete joke. Every they comment on every agenda item. They make mm-hmm. the same arguments over and over 
and over again to the point. And I said to someone, I said, how does any media outlet actually take these people seriously? Because it's sensational. Exactly. And that's what's wrong. And the it's media just, loves it's, sensational. It's absolutely wrong. I can't stand it. And I mm-hmm. and I, I am you know what? I, I, I'm so bummed that it's it's rainy this week and Delmar had to cancel their Thanksgiving card because it's always a fun day. The uh, one thing that ends up being great though is with them canceling the Thanksgiving card, your weekend is just stacked. We've got ten races. It's like a carnival weekend now. It's gonna with be like amazing. five, six races each day. I mean it's a good, it's gonna be a great weekend. I haven't checked the weather, but it's supposed to rain very hard on Wednesday and Thursday in San Diego. Mm-hmm. They're talking about maybe like an inch and a half. Right. And Actually, I saw two to four inches even. Wow. Uh, in some gonna, spots. I was going to check it right now. Um, but hopefully it'll clear up by Saturday when there's going to be a bunch of incredible stake races that Michelle and I will talk about shortly. Well, there's no entries out there. <laughs> no, I know. But we, we know who's running. We know. Maybe you do. I, I do. don't pay that close attention to Del Mar. Okay, good. I'm glad you do. Come on. I know what's going on. Uh, I'm looking right now. Wednesday. <laughs> let's see doesn't have the inches on this site that I'm at, but it's Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. They're looking at Buzz, something that is cool at Del Mar, though, on Saturday, November 30th, is the Wizards and Brewfest. Really? Yeah. Can we get some brew? I might have to stay. It's like people are going to dress up like Harry Potter. <laughs> I'm Seriously? Dying. I want to go so bad. Yeah. Why aren't you going? I mean, maybe I'll stay after I do my Daybreak at Del Mar segment. There you go. Okay. Um... Let's see. So we, <clears throat> we have Whoa. 10 races. Okay. So Friday, there's going to be 1230 first post, Newcomer Seminar, Turf Club Special. Saturday is one, two, three, four stakes, the Grade 1 Hollywood Derby, the Grade 2 Seabiscuit Handicap, the Grade 3 Red Carpet, and the Grade 3 Jimmy Durante. Okay. These are also all really, really good races, by the way. And the Wizards Beer Fest. And the Wizards Beer Fest. Do Which want- is an event full of magic mischief music and beer well is it really harry potter stuff yes every like the pictures are people dressed like harry potter we're gonna lose our live performances from a wizard rock band including the slytherin sisters and professor snapeum dj dumbledore dj house set and the red-headed party band there's the grand hall full of characters and photo opportunities including the grand hat who can give you your wizard's name and house affiliation it's actually called the sorting hat but whatever Uh, explore the enchanted marketplace full of magical shops wizarding food vendors older longs custom wand shop the potion place and more and then you can go to the smoking cauldron to try butterbeer in, that's brewed in a secret brewery in Southern California and pumpkin fizz. And then there's the bubbling baboons beer and cocktail garden where they're going to have over 40 different beer, ciders, wines, specialty cocktails. How many people will show up to this thing? I don't know, but I'm going. Well, let's, let's talk quickly about the Hollywood Derby because it is a grade okay. one. It's a mile and an eighth. When they run it at Del Mar, it's a mile and an eighth. I think the Hollywood Derby used to be a mile and a quarter. Uh, there was one defection today that was Valid oh. Point. Valid Point was the only grade one winner in the field, and he, he was uh, supposed to come in for Chad Brown. Chad Brown did not like the way he came out of his work the other day. He said it's nothing serious, but we're not going to ship him. But it is going. It's a three hundred thousand dollar grade one for three year olds on the grass. Chad Brown is sending in digital age and standard deviation, and the rest of the field is basically a repeat of the Twilight Derby which was run okay. on Breeders' Cup Saturday. Which is, makes it a, that was a great 
race. It was a and great you race. You guys ran second, right? Yes. It's so succeed and surpasses uh, in there. We're going to have Henley's Joy, <laughs> Kingley, Mo Forza, who won the Twilight Derby for Pete Miller, Moody Jim, Neptune who Storm, have. who finished, I think, fourth or third behind us, mm-hmm. Noldy, who won the Del Mar Derby, uh, but then ran terrible in the Twilight Derby, mm-hmm. Originaire, and Uncle Bull. What do you think of that? Okay. That's a good field. That's yeah, it's a super good field. I mean, it's a great race. And I've seen that Henley's Joy has stayed at uh, Del Mar for Mike Maker to prepare for this for Jeff Bloom. That's correct. Um, so, you know, that that's one horse that would have been a shipper technically, but he's been here. Uh, the horse of Chad Brown's... Not the most impressive Chad Brown page I've ever seen. This is the type of horse, though, that Chad Brown sends to California and, and then wins he crashes. a great one with, yeah, right? Digital age. They do it all the time. Yeah. It's like a lock. Uh, it's a lock. No way. Lock. Come God on, damn Billy. Chad Brown. I'm tired of Chad Brown. Succeed and surpass is going to win. I hope Who's so. going to ride? Uh, we have a guy named Rafael Bejarano to ride Succeed and Surpass. We, Johnny uh-huh. V, Johnny V, who had ridden him in his last three starts, has chosen to ride one of the Chad Browns. And oh. my partners were very upset about this. And as I explained to him, uh, to them, Johnny Chad V Brown's on the East Coast is on Johnny the East Coast. V's on the East Coast. <laughs> exactly. And so his allegiance is with Chad Brown and there's absolutely nothing we could do. We should not take it as a slap in the face at all. I think uh, if Chad Brown wasn't coming, Johnny V would ride succeed and surpass. But right. our but it goes back to our uh, our jockey colony in Southern California and we've talked about this over and over again. It is just extremely light right now. Um Flavian Flavian Pratt is dominating once again. Well, it, Joel Rosario is about to be back, so Joel Rosario that's going to be back, a big difference. It's going to be fantastic. We get one more very good jockey. Now, listen, there's another really good race on Saturday, and that's the Seabiscuit. Seabiscuit mm-hmm. is grade two, 200,000. This is a mile and a 16th on the grass. Ready for this And field? this is a handicap in theory, so, yes. so it'll this be, goes by weights. Yes. You ready for this field? And Dash, Let's go. who will be the greatest 40-to-1 shot you've ever bet in your whole life. <laughs> Cleopatra for D'Amato. Cleopatra Strike for D'Amato. Majestic Eagle. Next Shares. One of your favorite horses. Om. Om. Um. Prince Earl for D'Amato. That's his third. Restrained Vengeance. Ritzy AP. River Boyne. Ronald R., who won the uh, Lure Stakes. Sacred Life. And True Valor, who won the City of Hope Mile. That's a good Oof. field. It's another it's one an, of those that anyone can It's win. an interesting field because it's a mile and a 16th race on the grass, which is not something that we see a lot. And so you'll have a horse like, look, at Om just ran second in the Breeders' Cup turf sprint, but he's done the majority of his running routing, and now they'll stretch him back out, and this could be a distance that he really flourishes at. I think what you have to look at in both of these races, the Hollywood Derby and the Seabiscuit, is the best trip is going to win. So at the end of the day, when you and I are talking next Tuesday, should we decide to do a show pre-holiday? Which I think we could because there's going to be so many races. We've got to get an owner for one of these races. Um, I think that the trip wins. Any of these horses could win. These horses on their best day are probably separated by a length. 
Mm-hmm. Right, one length. Right. I don't think like if you said, okay, what's the difference? Uh, Riverboyne when he was when he was on top of his game as a three year old. If he goes back to that, Ronald R has won several in a row, two or three in a row for Ron Ellis. You look at a horse like Prince Earl. He won the Delmar uh, Mile. Right. Mm-hmm. Restrained Vengeance has run a close second in both of his last two starts. Cleopatra Strike comes out of winning um, the uh, John Henry. What did he win? It uh, he won. It, he won a he won long. The, won the, yeah, John Henry. He won the longer race. It, it, so all of these horses, it's it, you are one hundred percent right. It's an interesting distance. Some are stretching out. Some are going back. It's it's very very look for value in this race. Any of these horses can win. So that's a cool race. That's all I have to say. <sighs> yeah, I'm kind of on my. It's gonna be a great weekend. It's gonna be a great weekend. I'm kind of on my soapbox today. What else can we talk you're, about? You're super, super soapboxy. I'm super soapboxy. Um, the Sun- oh, the matriarch, the cigar mile. Um, oh is yes, be coming up. So they had said maybe Omaha Beach, but he is not going to be running. Seven hundred and fifty thousand dollar grade one, by the way. Unbelievable. But Maximum Security and Breeders' Cup winner Spun to Run both going to be going in there. So that should be really interesting. Yep. Um, also, prospectively, Whitmore and True Timber. Yes, and what about the big one? Um, did you say maximum code of security? Honor? Did you say maximum security? Yeah. Oh, you did. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, he was the first horse I said. I'm sorry, I totally. Missed <laughs> I was like, ah, uh, who else? Who I apologize. Else? Code of honor will not be running. Yeah, he's not going to be running. I no. was like, ah. Uh. No. Um, and Omaha Beach. I saw that Jess got to work him. Yes, Jesse, uh, who is Phil D'Amato's daughter. daughter. She is. Uh, she has ridden horses all her life. She has been working for Phil for many years now. And uh, she was hired. I literally remember when she got to like work her first horse. Like she was. It wasn't so that long ago. Yeah, and she's a great horse person, I should say. And now all of a sudden she's thrust, riding Omaha yeah, Beach. She's thrust into this. <laughs> I was there the first time she rode him, and it was it was pretty it was pretty awesome. She was so excited, and Richard Mandela, obviously in the Hall of Fame, to have a. I don't even know how old Jess is. I think she's twenty one. She's like twenty three. No, I don't I, think, I think she's, she's twenty three. I think she's a little older than twenty one. Twenty two, maybe. Maybe twenty two. Okay. Uh, and to ha- to put a twenty two year old on the best horse in your barn is really that saying even something. Work for you. That doesn't work for you. It's very funny. Um, so we were in the D'Amato barn, and if you know Phil D'Amato, he is not uh, he's not like jovial, joking around guy, <laughs> right? I mean, right. right? He can be a little boring, right? <laughs> I would say he's bored. He's very close vested. He's just yeah, and that's just not feel. I mean, I, listen. In private, I've had good laughs with him. We joke, we laugh, but we were standing in the barn, and Jesse was talking about you know riding on uh, Omaha Beach, and she, now Mandela wants her to put her on a couple other horses. And Phil just looked at her and he said, "You know what? He can also pay for your college." He can uh, pay for your car payment. He can pay for your housing. He can pay for your meals. And it was so funny. It was so dry. And we were just crying laughing. That's hilarious. Yeah. So, you know, if you want, why don't you just go work for the guy if you want, right? if you want this? Because right now I'm paying your way. So maybe be quiet. It was very funny. I'm sure many of you out, out, That is out so there funny. That story. We yes. can, you know, Jess loves that one. Uh, just Who's grazed that one me. Calbred that she just loves? Grazed just grazed me. Yeah. Who just won I should the ask her, if you could way. only ride one horse, who would you ride? We should bring her on the show. We should call her right now. Right? You should call her. Ask her heads up. Yeah. All right. What um, else we got? Okay. What else do I have? Nakatani retired from riding. I saw that. I literally don't remember the last time he rode a race. So, it, I mean. You know, it's been a while. He was injured uh, very badly. And uh, we've become friends with uh, Matt Nakatani, who represents Mario mm-hmm. Gutierrez right now. And. I think Matt, 
Matt and his dad have a very good relationship. Um, he was served as his agent in the last few years of his career. Uh, Matt's a really smart kid. And Corey, you know, was one of the best riders we've ever seen. I mean, he's up there. He has, and he's, for some reason, he's not in the Hall of Fame. How is that possible, Michelle? Um, I don't know. I'm sure it'll be coming up. But, but I think, you know what? I feel like. What? It is probably because. How do I say this? His attitude. No, 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 no. I mean, yeah, like he was very, he's a cocky guy. That's just the way he is. Yeah. I feel like though it's because he doesn't have a horse that like you connect him to. Yeah. That, that is like a forefront. Now, if you go back and read a list of horses that he rides, you're like, oh wow. You know, he had, he rode Lava Man and he's ridden my Miss Aurelia and he ridden Sandpit. And like, I mean, yeah, there's horses, but like, you know, there's no a horse that you're like, oh yeah, Nakatani and Lava Man, like because it was so good. And and he didn't he didn't win a whole bunch of like huge races consecutive, like consistently. You know what I mean? Like when uh Gomez is out there and he was riding or you know, when you see Joel, it's like everything Joel rides he wins. So while Nakatani, I feel like he's like our claiming horse, right? Like he's earned 250,000 the hard way, right? Yeah. He's won a lot of stakes races. I'm looking won the Eddie Reed handicap one, two, three, four, who? five times. I can't. But, See? But, that's, that's and, what I you mean. know, Matt and I went back and forth the other day, and I was trying to name all 10 of his Breeders' Cup wins. And I got a bunch of them, but I didn't get all of them. But you, might, you know what my favorite two rides are. What? Breeders' Cup sprint. He won back-to-back years for Janine Sahadi. Can you name the two horses? No. Come on, Michelle. I can't. Lead is just the, a gray blur. Oh, gosh, that was the greatest. And then, and then he won the next year at Hollywood Park on Elmhurst, and he oh, came last from nope, first as well. I could not have told you that. Yeah, yeah. Some of his other notable horses: Jackson, Ben, Nero, Colonel John, Lava Man, Thor's Echo, won a Breeders' Cup. Aragorn, yeah, Rock Hard for Ten, yep. Seraphan, Indian Blessing, Light Light, Relaxed Gesture, Sand Pit, Song. He wrote Indian Blessing. Yep. Bolt Doro, more recently. Silic, he won a Breeders' Cup mm-hmm. with, and Lead is just day. So congratulations to Corey on your retirement. Um, you will you are already missed. You know I said attitude because he the I didn't mean that in a negative way. Uh, Corey Nakatani never was afraid to tell you how he felt. Oh, he's kind of like Pete Miller, right? And, like and well, I, I'm not going to compare him to Pete Miller. I I think okay. that because there's all other stigmas attached with that i think that nakatani when he rode your horse you knew where you stood after um he would tell you you know what went right what went wrong and he wasn't cory nakatani was never going to tell you just what you wanted to hear and i think right. i think that's those i think that's positive in in my eyes it was positive but i think he might have rubbed people the wrong way in some mm-hmm. instances where you know it's just sometimes it's better to just not say anything at all and, I feel like he just but I feel falls like, into the category of like Michelle. You sometimes you just rub people the wrong way. <laughs> Michelle, I don't know anybody who you rub the wrong way. That is raw. That is a lie. There is a ton of people that really dislike what me. What don't they like about you? Let's talk about that. That I'm loud and a little raw and very honest. You're loud, um, raw, and honest. So far, I think those are very good qualities. Well, thank you. I I feel like a lot of people do not believe that. <laughs> Loud, run, honest. Okay. All right. Well, I I don't know really what to say. I think you're okay. great. I mean, thank you, Billy. I think you're great too. Well, we try. We fit well together because I'm so quiet. Yeah. 
And you were totally uh, quiet. Yeah. Actually, I didn't even know you. I didn't even know you were my co-host. I thought this was just the time that I got to talk on the. My my wife phone. said something really funny when I got home from the weekend. Um, I got home on Monday, and she's like, "I mean, you won all those races, and how are you? To, how do you still have a voice?" Right. And I said to her, "I said the the races were all like really interesting. Like there was never you never needed um you didn't real scream. screaming, like." If you looked at the race, like North County guy went wire to wire mm-hmm. and Shandling went wire to wire and just kind of held on late. And my boy Tate was in New York. So I was screaming at the TV screen. And, you know, so like it wasn't ever a it wasn't a uh, it wasn't ever a total scream out of your mind scream. Right. There was a lot of hold ons. A lot of wires, as my friend Ruben says. Wire, in the next wire, 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 wire. Um, it's always fun. Anyway. <laughs> All right, what else we got? Good, good on Corey Nakatani. Um, that's kind of you it. know I missed Corey Nakatani. Yeah, yeah, I, you know he was one of the guys you kind of count on on a good horse on the grass. You wanted someone strong, and and yeah, I, I, I missed Corey Nakatani. So there you go. All right, we've talked about what we have. We have rain. We're hoping to get a good guest next week, Michelle. I think that should be our last show before the holiday season um, starts. So let's. How about you give me three things you're thankful for? All right. Um, in the world of horse racing? And just life. In life? Uh, I mean, yeah, you can say the world of horse racing if you prefer. Well, because if you do life, obviously my family comes first. I'm so thankful. Um, all my boys are going to be home for Thanksgiving, and it's going to be really nice to have everybody together. We just did it for my birthday, and we had a great time. And it's just nice when just everyone's home. And it, it, you know what? It makes my wife really happy. And what do they say, Michelle? Happy wife, happy life. That's where you're talking about. And when they're home, it just makes her so happy. And and she was talking. We were we were playing Scrabble last night, and she was laying on the floor like after the game was over. And she just goes, "Do you remember when they were infants? <laughs> like, and we just just you know had to hold them, and they would cry, and they would." And I said, "Yeah." I said, "It's hard because it's been you're so like, yeah, long." Yeah, Michelle's all the time. <laughs> yeah, but I know you know for people who who have babies like you, Michelle, I, there's. And you work so hard, and you're, they rely on you so much. And I think, especially for women, and I'm not being, I hope I'm not stepping on anybody's toes, but when the kids leave, uh, it, it's tough. I think it's tougher on the women than it is on the men, for whatever mm-hmm. reason, especially, I, I think, maybe with boys. Um, and and you have that bond that a mother and son, or even a mother and daughter, have that is unmatched. And so when all of a sudden they're gone, it is, there's a, there's an emptiness there. And I think it's, I think it's really hard. It's hard. Believe me, it's hard for everybody, men and women too, husbands and wives. But I think when the mother and especially, I mean, Michelle, you know, you're, you, you breastfeed and, and all the things you do as a mom. I mean, what about when Olivia goes off to college? Like, are you, you oh, know, it's going to be the saddest day. Ever. Right. <laughs> so I'm not, cra- you're going to have to stay here. So forever. I'm, so I'm not crazy. No. With what I'm saying. So I would say, no. you know, my family, I am I am thankful for all these wonderful horses that that we have and that we own and and our and that are show up all the time and give everything for us and for our uh, just I I'm so thankful. I went to the barn this morning and I was just loving on them and hugging them and kissing them and um 
I'm, I'm very thankful for the horses and all all the people who work with our horses, the trainers, the blacksmiths, the vets, the grooms, the, the hot walkers. Uh, and then I'm so thankful for Little Red Feather Partners because I think I have I'm probably one of the luckiest people in all of the sport because I get to do what I love. I'm surrounded by people who believe in our process and what we do. And I've been able to make a nice living and take care of my family. And without the people who are the Little Red Feather par- uh, partners, none of this would have happened. So I am, when people say, how you doing? And I say, living the dream, I really mean it. I am absolutely living proof that dreams can come true. I know how fortunate and how lucky I am. And I am so grateful for all the Little Red Feather partners. Oh, so sweet. How about you? Well, you just like killed it. So it doesn't even, I mean, it just sounds redundant, but obviously. No, you do. Thankful for my family. I've got two healthy kids and I've got a great husband and uh, really, really thankful that racing is still continuing in Southern California right now. Absolutely. Um, Very, very thankful for owners that have put faith in Ryan and you know we don't have a big stable but we've got some really loyal people and that's been awesome and just a side note I'm really thankful for Ed Burgart because this will be his last like two weeks calling races and he built a lot of memories for me and Ryan early on in our relationship oh that's very sweet so did you get choked up? Did you get choked up? A little bit. Up? I'm you so did. sad about Edward Hart leaving. <laughs> oh, no. All right. Well, hey, we'd be remiss if we didn't say how thankful we are for our sponsors, TaylorMade Stallions, Travis White, uh, Delmar Thoroughbred Club, Santa Anita. Santa Anita. I cannot <laughs> believe we are still doing the show. I think it's been four years now. How about thankful for Billy for coming up with the horse no, ownership experience? I'm thankful for you for doing this with me because there's no chance in hell I could do this by myself. And I'm, we're really thankful, I think, to anybody who listens to the show and downloads the show. We apologize. Yes, Apparently, you. it has not been da- uh, getting up on the podcast sites on iTunes. Uh, Ronan is looking into that as we speak. I asked him to please make sure these are going up on the site so you can download. I think we have 2 million downloads now. It's been an amazing <laughs> run. <laughs> So we've crazy. been we, no i'm serious i think it's we two do million. not have two million yeah, downloads two million. you're insane i'm thinking it's two million. Uh, oh my gosh at ona horse is our twitter at bklrf at the michelle you you can email me billy koch at billy at littleredfeather.com if you have any horse racing related questions any ownership related questions um hey what did you think of the just real quick before we leave what did you think of that the new blogs i've been posting about the weekend recaps do you like that? I where it's on it's on the little red feather uh, feed, and I usually retweet it. And I've just been uh, some people have been asking. You know, they don't they don't necessarily get to see the videos, and they don't get to know when the horse. You know, I think a lot of people, especially on the social media sites, the only time you see what the horse did is when they win, right? Right. So I decided to use our blog, the little red feather blog. And there's now. Are you trying to go there right now? Yeah. <laughs> and there's, oh, don't call it a comeback. Okay, right. so I had seen this one, but like I didn't know that was something that you were like totally doing. Yeah, we just started these um, three weeks ago, so now there's three up there that basically, if you click on it, and it's at littleredfeather.com, you just go right to the blog. Uh, and oh, and it has all of their races, not right. just the wins. I like right. that. It has all the races. You can watch the videos. You, we talk a little bit about what happened or why they won, why they didn't win. 
um, has some pictures on there. I just th- I just thought it was kind of cool. I just oh, uh, very cool. I like that idea. I didn't. I thought it was just like another article on Little no, Boy Tate. No, little, whatever. Yeah. My, well, my that's good Tate. that you tell me that because maybe I'll title. But it says Little Red Feather Race Recap. You know, and then yeah, but like down. because it said like don't call right. it a comeback. So in his his picture, it just right. seemed like it was just that race. Right. And then when you read underneath, it does say a look back at the Little Red Feather races from around the country. But right. I don't think it necessarily doesn't imply that it's right. Okay. Win, lose, or draw. Yeah. All right. So I need to do a little more, a uh, little better, a uh... little different description. Okay. I'll work on that. Not better, just different. Different. All right. Different. I appreciate that. Michelle, we appreciate you. I am thankful to you. I hope everyone has an unbelievable Thanksgiving. Spend some time with your families. Really give out the love. Are you cooking? No, I don't cook. Kathy <laughs> is making an awesome meal, though. She is an amazing What's cook. What's the best thing she makes? Well, she does uh, the best thing she makes like for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Oh, yeah. she'll make like, like an she'll make an unbelievable stuffing. She'll make an unbelievable stuffing. She'll make it. Yeah, she'll put yeah, she'll put stuff in there and you'll be you just you don't even know what it is. And it's like, Okay, I have a favor then. So that's that? my favorite thing. That's like if I could only eat one food my whole life it'd be right. stuffing. Okay. Can you like save me like a couple bites and bring it to me on Saturday? Yeah, I'm going to bring some down. Okay. I'm going to tell her to make a little extra. I'll put it in a yes. little thing and I'll bring it down Please. for sure. I, Actually, like the like, I my favorite thing to do is eat cold stuffing out of the refrigerator. Oh wow, <laughs> that's 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 tough. But all right, I love leftovers. I love the I love the second day mashed potato stuffing. Uh, uh, cut up some turkey, dr- just drench it with uh, uh, gravy, and then just mm-hmm. like mix it all up into like a mush. <laughs> you know it's like a thanksgiving it's like thanksgiving crack all right i'm gonna be expecting to try this stuff okay in. i'm gonna get it for you i'll all have right, it on saturday everybody have a great thanksgiving thanks again to our sponsors taylormade um del mar Santa Anita, and we wish you the very uh, uh biggest happiest and healthiest thanksgiving we'll talk to you guys bye. next week bye You're listening to The Horse Ownership Experience with Billy Koch and Michelle Yu, right here on LA Talk Radio. Midnight Storm, a brilliantly fast grade one winner by Pioneer of the Nile. Mike Smith just points him in the right direction. Midnight Storm dominating. Millionaire and seven-time graded stakes winner on dirt and turf. Midnight Storm over accelerators, finding the line well, but not well enough. And Midnight Storm has taken it by two lengths. From America's hottest sire line. Midnight Storm, he wins it this year. Midnight Storm. Standing at TaylorMade Farm.